Hey, lovely people. Okay, wow, I feel so weird today. So I'm going to make the most of it and use the awareness I have of the feelings by being in them to talk about this topic. So, okay, my plan for today was to have a recording day to set aside this day where I had to be home anyway because my car was going to the mechanic and to really just have this day to focus on recording lots and try and get into that momentum of and the mood of just really creating creating content but I just wasn't feeling it I feel really off I feel really ungrounded and it was like as time was passing through the day it just wasn't clicking and that's probably because of a number of things because this week I've been quite out of routine I went to a few new places and just had some things that were out of the ordinary and that can kind of accumulate sometimes we need to have a bit of a rest because of that um, pressure on the executive functioning and the sensory part of the brain that deals with those kinds of things because it is different and it's new and it needs some time to process and rest after that and it, it was really a lot it was like several different appointments and um, today just even waiting for the mechanic to come around and someone else was coming to collect something and it just I felt really off and ungrounded and um, maybe a little, a little bit frazzled. And of course, there's ways to ground yourself. I had time on the treadmill. I did some EFT. I spent some time outside. But it just felt like it wasn't going to be the day for me to do a bunch of recording. And the other thing is, I'm right at the end of my period as well. And apparently, postmenstrual syndrome is also a thing and I can feel this dip in my hormones and it just is not the day to pump out a whole bunch of stuff. So what this episode is about is that the ADHD brains or neurospicy brains work so differently to other brains and yet we try to fit ourselves into this mold for really standard stuff that seems obvious and seems like we should fit into it like consistency in work and showing up and creating and whatever it may be but I personally feel like if if we're just not here for it if the energy and the focus is not here for it regardless of what we do like when we try those tips and tricks then sometimes we've got to be aware and have the self-awareness to recognize maybe it's not for today I have two free days tomorrow and the next day and I thought to myself why am I putting this pressure on myself to make it today just because I put it in my calendar for today and if I had had the foresight and now I have the hindsight I can have the foresight in the future I would not have put it on a day after having four straight days of like multiple things going on each day that is too much it's normally something I wouldn't do I'm not sure why I did it I think mainly because I was having all that time without creating and I was really keen theoretically to get back into it without thinking about how energetically I would feel at the end of that week so when I realized that at about midday today um, I decided well look I can just do it tomorrow or the next day there is no time pressure on me other than the time pressure I put on myself and I also know that especially for those of us with neurospicy brains, 
it is important to put some time pressure on ourselves because otherwise things may not ever get done. So we don't want to see it as something that I can just be lazy and just never do it. But there is that balance between those two things of having the awareness to think, well, can I show up today? Can I sit down and um, see if I come up with this momentum like I talked about in the other episode? Or is it just a day that's just going to be a write-off anyway? So maybe don't force it. If you're going to show up and then it's not going to be effective, if you're going to sit down and try and write your book, but you are literally staring at the page and you've written one word in an hour, maybe it's not the day for it. Maybe it would actually be more productive to go to the beach or go for a walk or focus on exercise or learn more about healthy eating or focus on one of your other goals or hobbies or just nourish yourself and have that self-care because that replenishes you, replenishes your battery, your energy, and your inspiration and creativity as well. Often going away from the thing that we want to do is actually beneficial to the thing that we want to do. So as long as you have that balance and don't just never do the thing that you want to do, it's fine to take days off here and there as long as that works for you and your life. So that's what I want to talk about today is these cycles and ups and downs and that it's really important to have a that self-awareness and b that self-compassion for you and to know like hang on this is actually a day for me to take this day off and reschedule for this other day and what i like to do is give myself kind of a, a time frame and what i said to my my best friend who is also my accountability partner this last week, I said, oh, I really need to schedule this stuff. And she she said, oh, okay, so do you really need to actually schedule it? And I said, well, no, I don't mean actually schedule it, but just this week, this is my goal. And it's important for me to be aware that, hey, I want to record this podcast this week. So then when I have that energy, when I have that time, when my kids' energy is all good and I can leave them, then I can just nick upstairs, do this filming. It takes like half an hour. So I really believe in doing that is knowing what your aim is and then looking for the pocket of time where it suits you. And this is also how I homeschool my kids is we have schoolwork that they do, like a formal sort of curriculum, and I watch their energy and I see when they're ready for that focus. And if they're all over the place and they can't focus because they've got ADHD, then you're a spicy too. It does not work to try and get them to sit down and do that schoolwork. And if I can get them to sit down, doesn't mean the schoolwork's gonna happen. It just feels forced and it's so much more valuable to just say, hey, okay, let's go out and play. Let's go and do something else and then come back when that energy is there. And I think it's really important to treat ourselves the same way. So whether that be you have your goal for the day and you decide what time is most suitable for it, or if you just have a goal for a week, depends where your life is at and how much work you got to get done um and oh, i just lost the train of thought what was i going to say oh and if you're not feeling it for these creative sort of things you can do other stuff as well you could do planning just don't get stuck on planning or you could do some kind of mundane task that doesn't take so much of the brain stuff so recently i've been organizing my website that took so much brain stuff the, the website. I spent like five hours in one day and I needed to recover from that. That was a lot. But if I 
wanted to get some stuff done and wasn't feeling it for the creative stuff, I could do that more menial stuff like uploading things or doing the Canva thumbnails and stuff like that. So that's how you can be productive without like just seeing where your energy is at, not without seeing where your energy is at, but without forcing things when it's not the time for them. So seeing where your energy is at and what suits that energy at that time. What do you feel like doing? Your ADHD brain, the dopamine is motivated by novelty, challenge, interest, passion, and urgency. So it will kind of naturally prioritize things. Just make sure it's prioritizing things that are important to you and you want to get done, not just the easiest thing, but it will kind of call you through that interest to say, hey, this is what we're in the mood for now. It's okay to take advantage for that of that and use that to drive you. When we have hyper-focus, it's like that motor keeps us going. And that's how I did that five hours the other week. It's because I was really in the mood for that kind of stuff. And if I had said to myself, no, creating the podcast is more urgent or important. I have to do that. I can't do that. Then I would have been really forced in creating the podcast because I wasn't in that space for this creative talking video stuff. And I wouldn't have done a good job at that. And I would have missed out on this energy I had to do all that kind of clicking buttons, uploading things. So let yourself be driven by that interest. The other thing is that's really important, really relevant for ADHD brains is the focus and attention. And this, there's kind of two things that go on. We all know that ADHD brains can have like thousands of ideas at once and we can be really scattered and all over the place. And I love to use the saying, if you chase two rabbits at once, you will catch neither. And it can be hard to narrow ourselves down, but there are a few hacks that we can do. And I spent many years being distracted like a squirrel, shiny object syndrome, and kind of changing what I was doing. But then I taught myself to have one project and have kind of little side projects, kind of like what I was saying before. If you're not in the mood for your video or your content creation or stuff that takes a lot of brain space, you can have those side projects, little things that need to get done that get you towards the main goal. Denise Duffield Thomas talks about this too, and she has her money bootcamp, and she but she allows herself to do these other little projects that lead people to her program, to the money bootcamp. And she says all roads lead to bootcamp. That is a great way of looking at it. You can have these side projects, but try and make them come back to your main goal. Because if you have too many goals at once, if you're chasing multiple rabbits, you're going to catch none of them. The other thing is, it's totally okay to have hobbies as well. You don't need to turn everything into a business. So if you love to paint, you don't need to paint for your business. You can just paint for fun, for relaxation, for leisure, on the weekends, for those days when you need some self-care. Not everything needs to be a business. Not everything needs to lead back for a business unless it is business stuff. Don't try and do five businesses at once. You can use these different ideas to refine and come back towards your idea. So for example, in my program, for years I was trying to work out, look, am I going to focus on motherhood? Am I going to focus on business? Am I going to focus on um, spirituality and manifestation? And then at one at some point I decided I'm just going to allow myself to bring it all together because I really believe that they are related. And rather than having this niche, 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 um, of one or the other, 
I realized that I am setting out to help people like me, people who their energy and their brains perhaps work differently. They want to be a great mom while being an excellent entrepreneur and they're a little bit spiritual as well and they're happy to use alternative techniques and some manifestation and mindset stuff in there too because they recognize that that's how we get all those things done. That's how we have a good life. That's how we be a good parent and enjoy um, motherhood and that's how we get business happening too. They all tie in together. So if you have kind of multiple passions and multiple things, you can br perhaps bring them together or you can focus on what is the business that you want to do at the moment because you have a whole life ahead of you. I would love to write books and I know I have a book in me, but I said to myself this year, I wrote a list of the things I'm not going to do. This year, I'm not going to write a best-selling non-fiction book. And this year, I'm not going to turn my kids' meditations into picture books. I'd love to do them someday, but I realized, hang on, if I focus on one thing every year and making that really good and getting that done, then it'll get done. And I have so many more years in my life. Even if I spend five years really focusing on this program and this stuff I want to do, and then later down the track, I write my book. That's totally fine too. There are so many people who have achieved success or fame or their goals later in life. Like I think Oprah Winfrey started quite late in life. Eckhart Tolle was like 50 when he um, wrote his first book that became a bestseller. There are so many stories like this and it doesn't matter when you do the thing. It's up to you what you want to focus on right now and you can leave those other things for later. So yeah, because if you're trying to do multiple goals in your business, if you want to write the bestseller, start a podcast, start a YouTube channel, run a program and do all those things at once, each of those things are really big things and we see other people that have achieved them and we think, I want to achieve them too, so I better do them. But they either have achieved them over a period of time or with a team behind them. So just choose the thing that you want to do now and focus on that one rabbit and get that done. The other thing is Marie Forleo is a great role model for people who are multi-passionate and she really encourages that and says that it's okay to have multiple passions in life. It doesn't have to be pigeonholed into one thing. And I also love what Gary Vee says about not having a niche, but the niche is you. The niche is you. You talk about the things you like and you naturally attract people who are similar to you and are interested in the same stuff as you and who will be interested in the things that you are creating. And they don't need to love everything about you. They don't need to have all the same interests in you as you. I've listened to stuff from Gary Vee and I take what resonates with me and I leave what doesn't. He has things about his garage sailing and his card collection and collecting and baseball or whatever it is that he's interested in and I just ignore that stuff. I take it or leave it. So you don't need to feel like everyone needs to love everything about you or that you need to pigeonhole yourself and create turn yourself into a niche. You can just be yourself and talk about the things that feel relevant to your target audience. Now that was kind of the first thing I know I've said a million things but the I was talking about the ADHD brain having that scattered lots of ideas all at once. The other thing is that we have these cycles. Like I was saying before, my energy goes up and down. But what you'll notice is you probably experience this too if you have ADHD or you're energy sensitive. 
you have these cycles where you have those hyper focused moments or those big bursts of creativity and then you have times where it's not so much but it always comes back around now the thing with ideas the thing that i used to do is when i had those big bursts of energy i would chase the rabbit or the shiny object and i'd half create something and then i'd lose that energy and i'd come back around and I'd find a new rabbit, I'd find a new shiny object. And so I had all these little half done things, but I wasn't catching any of the, catching any of the rabbits. Nothing was done fully. And then one day I realized, and I was like early twenties. So I'd been doing this for like seven years probably. And I realized this cycle and I thought, hang on, if I can get a little bit done. And then when I cycle back around, get more done, and then cycle back around and then get more of that same thing done, I'm going to be making progress. So even if we don't make linear progress like other people, it's like every time we cycle around, we make a little bit more progress and we go up and up and up and up and up towards completing that thing. And I really recommend this. This has worked so well for me. It might take us longer to get projects done. It might seem a little bit more convoluted, but that's totally okay. And there are ways that we can get it happening quicker too. And we can talk about hacks and things like that to get it done. But I think it's important to normalize and recognize the way that we work differently and have that self-awareness so we know that we can cycle back around. Or if we're cycling and we lose interest, because these cycles happen with our energy, with our hormone changes and with our dopamine as well, because dopamine, at least for me, you know, I mentioned before about us being motivated by interest, urgency, novelty, challenge, and passion. For me, novelty is a really, really big one. And that's why we get that shiny object syndrome because things are novel. Um, what can happen with these cycles is we can have a novel interest that we come back around to, like I was saying with the business, but also other things as well. So sometimes when I'm cycling, I get bored of business and then I start hyper-focusing on my health and I make some improvements and some tweaks and learn some things about my health. And then I move away from health and I might get really interested in something else. And it's okay to go through these cycles. And it's really important to notice that you're actually making progress in each one of those things. As long as you're not having shine, too much shiny object syndrome, like if it was health, like changing your diet all the time or something like that, although that's okay. Um, but finding what works for you and having a little bit of time to actually focus on these areas of life, I feel is actually kind of really healthy, but it can be messy if you're changing things up every time. So try and make it so it's building on top and making that progress. So... <laughs> And then we can kind of have cycles within each of those things. I feel like I need some crazy diagrams happening. But so I'll cycle around, I'll hyper focus on business, then I might hyper focus on health. Oh, my camera's going out of focus, speaking of focus. And when I'm within things like health, novelty, within all of these cycles that we have, novelty can be really helpful to help us stay consistent with it. So with my health, I like to have a morning routine, but ADHD brains do not like repetition. I find I love like a 30 day challenge, but I can get bored of a particular thing. When I first started Kijong, I loved doing Kijong. When I first started doing yoga, I loved doing yoga. When I first started doing dance, 
um, aerobics. I love doing it and I still love all those things, but I've gotten bored and my brain doesn't want me to do them. At the moment, what I do is like stretches and exercises and treadmill. And I like that because I can listen to different things on my treadmill. Um, I can listen to audiobooks or podcasts. What I'm doing at the moment is EFT. And I love that because the EFT is different all the time. It's not so same, same. And I get to multitask. I walk on the treadmill while I'm doing it. So find what works for you, but allowing yourself to switch it up amongst that can help it be novel and stay interesting. And then you're staying consistent, but it may look to the outsider like you're not like, oh, why are you changing your exercise all the time? Like my friends used to think like, why are you changing your hobbies all the time? But my hobbies were there to keep me creative. And it was fine that I was changing them all the time. Same thing with your business have those different tasks within your business that you can do and switch it up to keep it novel and change it up, go on those little, that mini cycle within it, go between your content creation, your creativity, your ideas and your mundane work. And then it'll come back around. It always comes back around. And the more that you recognize this, you more the more you can roll with it and the more that you can be okay with it and the more that you can make that progress through the bit by bit, come back around, add a little bit on. Okay, sorry for the interruption. My kids were watching a movie and it's finished. So that's that's what I decided to do today is just watch a movie with them. My brain wasn't happy with it though. It wanted to do something productive, but it couldn't do that full day of things. So those cycles. Um, and look, I showed up, I did the thing. Maybe I couldn't do an entire day of it, but I've showed myself that it's not so bad. I can manage it. The Pomodoro technique is super helpful too. tell yourself, hey, we're just going to sit down and do this thing for 25 minutes and then we can do something else or we can go back to it. You have 25 minutes that a five minute break and you are intentional with each of those time slots. Another way to look at it is Gretchen Rubin's power hour. Sit down and see how much you can get done in an hour. The ADHD brain gets overwhelmed with too many tasks at once. So having the one goal just makes things easy. Make it such a small goal. So my, I've always had three goals every year. I think I talked about this in the podcast. Um, but this year I said, hang on, I'm just going to do the one. My one goal is to release a podcast for Energy Empress every week. And that's my goal is to focus on growing this podcast. And that seemed too small. But in the past, having three goals seemed like okay, but it was juggling. And I think it's really good to have these small goals for ourselves, ourselves, because then you show yourself that you can get them done. And something that we're so prone to as ADHD is, is having these massive ideas and they seem so exciting that they give us this burst of energy, but then because they're so big, we don't reach them. And, and it can result in self-esteem issues because we have so much, we've created so much evidence for ourselves that we don't follow through, that we don't do the thing, that we give up on the thing. But it's not, it's not necessarily that we aren't capable or that we are quitters. It's because we're dreamers and those dreams are amazing. But if we break it into steps, we can actually get them done, the, the steps done, and then we can actually reach our dreams. It's just, again, that self-awareness and knowing how we work and knowing how to get it done. It's by breaking it into steps, making little progress, allowing the cycles to happen and working on stacking things onto those same 
goals, those same plans to allow the progress to happen rather than have shiny object syndrome. And the reason we have that shiny object syndrome is because by planning, by having ideas, that gives us dopamine and we don't actually have to take the action. That action can be a harder form of dopamine, especially if you want to do something like starting a business and there you have the idea stage, which is super fun, the planning stage, which is fun. You have the action stage. The action stage often has delayed gratification because then there's marketing and there's going out to reach people and and then eventually when we have people responding to our stuff then we're getting the feedback and then we're getting the dopamine but ADHD brains don't love delayed gratification and that's why we'll do the easy fast tasks and get them done and then we'll lose interest or we'll lose motivation or like that confidence and hope and, and excitement that we get at the start of a new project. So try and stay excited about the projects that you have and have more ideas maybe that you can bring into it, but progressing with your one thing. If you can find that one thing, and again, doesn't have to be super niche, you can still be you, you can still have your hobbies on the side, but if you want to reach that big goal that's inside of you, that one that's kind of stuck with you throughout all the shiny objects squirreling, then these are the hacks that are going to help you. And hand on my heart, I am so passionate about this because I know you've got some amazing idea, something beautiful that you want to put out into the world that you want to get done in this lifetime. And that's the way to prioritize is to think, what do I really want to look back on my life and know that I have done? <sighs> Try and find that thing. And then ask your intuition, and what's the thing for now? Because my intuition tells me that I'm, I'm going to be writing books when I'm 40. That's what it's kind of saying to me. Just wait. It's not the time for it now. And I keep trying to do it. And then coming back around to this other stuff that is the now stuff. So listen to that intuition. And I really hope this podcast has helped. If it has, I would love to hear about it. Um... I'm not doing social media this year because I'm totally focusing on my podcast, but you can comment on this on YouTube. And if you love this and if you want to do some tapping on it, if you want to have more coaching and accountability and learning about the ADHD brain, getting your big goals happening while you're still loving your life, then I'd love to see you inside the Energy Empresses program, which is looking totally amazing. And I keep having more ideas speaking of ideas, to add into it. So it's going to be absolutely fantastic once I have all the things in there. And the way I'm doing it, I'm so excited about because it's it works for my ADHD brain because I get to do... I, I never liked the idea of a membership, of having like monthly masterclasses and stuff because I don't think we need to be overwhelmed with information and I wouldn't love to consume that either. But I love having offering regular tappings because tapping is an experience and you don't need to do hard work. Your brain doesn't need to be processing all this information. It's done for you. It's an experience. You just tap along and you repeat what I say. We bring up all the negative emotions and then we rewire in the good ones that are going to help us and support us to move towards our goals, move towards a better life, feel more energetic, feel happier. Ugh, I just love it. It's fantastic because it's 
conscious subconscious work brings it all together and so effective the studies are just amazing how quick it works um but i love i love this because i get to use my intuition and flow as i talk up these tapping scripts which that's how i work best is when i just switch off the brain and just flow um, and I get to change up the topics as often as I want to without it being all this information bombarded at you and information that I have to process. Um, but we get to tap on business. We get to tap on motherhood. We get to tap on health. And it switches it up enough that my brain stays interested. But it's all tapping. It's all the same thing. It's all the same process of me sitting down here, turn on my camera, turn on my lights, and and tapping it through with you. So... That's a beautiful example of how you can have these different things and keep it novel while continuing on to the same project. And then I have a couple of little rabbits come up where I kind of want to do EFT for kids as well. And I have still my kids' meditations going on. So I have a few little rabbits that are a little bit distracting, but I'm just bringing it all together and making a plan of how I can make it happen and add it onto this cycle of how I get it all done and make it all make continuous progress. So thank you for listening. Again, leave me a comment or something. I would love to see you inside the Energy Empress program where we can go deeper. Otherwise, I will see you in the next video. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe and see you next time. Bye.